Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. You're listening to Simply Stogies, a monthly podcast dedicated to the cigar enthusiast. Light up a stogie, sit back and relax while James brings you along on his journey as a new cigar smoker. Simply Stogies will review cigars, discuss topics that cigar aficionados find important, and will probably learn a few things along the way. Now, here's your host of Simply Stogies, James. Welcome to Simply Stogies. I am your host, James. Today is a special episode. We are in Charlotte, North Carolina at the Vintage uh, Cigar Lounge and Whiskey Bar. Uh, Charlotte, and we're sitting down with Yanni. Yanni, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, James. What is it you do here? What is your title? What do you What do? you do? So I'm the Director of Business Development. At the end of the day, I handle all things cigar, membership, locker membership, and driving revenue through cigar spirit events and just overseeing those types of things on a data basis. But really my staff just says that I sit around and smoke cigars all day and have meetings. But yeah, this, this, however you sum that up, that's what I do. This has to be one of the best jobs you could possibly have, right? It is. And this place is great. We're going to talk about the vintage in here in just a second, but before we do a little bit of housekeeping, Go to creativebraincandy.com and check out the great family of podcasts we have at creativebraincandy.com, including Stay Wild Trauma Child. Stay Wild Trauma Child is a podcast from a couple of women who have gone through hell and back telling their story, how they get through it. They are not medical professionals, but they say they probably need professional medical help. Check them out. Stay Wild Trauma Child at creativebraincandy.com. And while you're on the internet, go to simplystogies.com and check out all of the great content we have there, Cuban Reviews. Cigar reviews, product reviews, lounge reviews, including the Vintage Lounge Review, which will be up shortly, I promise, probably in the next 30 to 60 days. Great spot. Check it out, simplystogies.com. And I'm done shilling, Yanni. I'm done. That's it. That's all I have to do. Let's talk about how long you've been smoking cigars. Like, when did you start? Truthfully, I started smoking cigars when I was 16. My brother-in-law gave me a cigar. Oh, geez. A celebratory way. And I smoked a Cohiba. It was actually uh, the old Red Dot Cameroon wrapper, that brown label Cohiba black letters and the uh, Red Dot on there. It's my first cigar. And then probably a Monte Cristo classic or some sort. So like, I didn't know what I was doing. I wasn't even legal and allowed to smoke, but I had enjoyed them. I enjoyed the culture, the experience, more so than the taste at that point in time. So by the time I was old enough to buy you know, cigars at 18, I bought it. I went to JR's up in Statesville and I traveled a little bit and I bought cigars occasionally in Greece or in other places. And I bought my first humidor at 18 and just spent like $300 on a bunch of single sticks from Casa Blancas, those little nubs that they had back then to some Cohibas, to some Partagas, Macanudo, just an array of different things and just started smoking every day, like oh, one wow. cigar a day. And by 20, I actually started going to cigar lounges and hanging out. And I think I became a member of a cigar lounge at the age of 21. Um, and that became my, like my place to go to escape 
from work, from life, from crazy exes. <laughs> we used to have this joke that you'd be like, oh, he's not here. Because I, I like the aspect of the, you know, the private members lounge where you, know, you could go in and, and then, you know, no one knew you were there, but you were there. Right. So I think by the age of 21, I started to realize that some, some way, somehow, I was going to find my way into the cigar industry and make a name for myself. And the dream for me started around 22, 23 of owning my own place. And I didn't know a lot back then. I, I was very, um, you know, new to the business and the bar space. And I did, I grew up in the restaurant hospitality space. My father was a, an entrepreneur who migrated here from Greece in 1972 and became an entrepreneur and a restaurant tour in the Charlotte market <laughs> and has successfully had a 50 year career oh, wow. in the restaurant space. And my family is all entrepreneurs. And so I knew that. I had a path. Of that's what I wanted to do after school when I was in college. But at the end of the day, I didn't know where I fit in. I, I say this now because I can, you know, think back on like what I thought of then to what I think of now and where I'm at. But at the end of the day, like I knew I wanted to be in the cigar space. I didn't know where I fit in. I knew I had to learn a lot and I made connections. And I believe I spent seven years learning the industry as a consumer in tobacco and brands, reps, owners, store owners. And I felt like every, if you would go to a place long enough to where they know your name, like now you can call on them for something when you need them. Yeah. And I, I fortunately had met some people along the way who I'm still friends with today that are in the cigar industry. I mean, one of them specifically is Scott Weeks with Recluse Cigars lives here in Charlotte, Carolina, and he frequents us here, and we carry his line. Um, he's a very dear friend to me, and he's mentored me in the cigar industry. And that was probably one of the first cigar friends I made, you know, when I was 20 and still an impressionable kid. Um, second would have been Nick Sears. When I actually transitioned into the cigar business and out of my past career of real estate and financial development. So Nick Sears and I met. We met at a, an event, but... We connected on social media and I thought it was cool that he was a Greek in the cigar industry and I'm Greek. So at the end of the day, it literally the conversation was, oh, you're Greek and I'm Greek and we should be friends. <laughs> and so that's kind of how it went. And um, he was new in the U.S. market and I tried to help him you know, build the brand while I was holding on to my future dream and vision of creating this place. And I think... Reality sunk in around 2016 where, you know, I realized there was a need for a place like this in this market. I had the privilege of working at a place in Belmont, which is about 30 minutes outside of Charlotte in the suburbs, right. called the Jailhouse. Uh, and that was more of a whiskey bar with a little small cigar room. Humidor. I was their GM. And, you know, between my time as a consumer and meeting people along the way and establishing customer relations through my customers there. I met Dan Weiss and we forged the bond there, became friends. And when I left, then the, the dream of the vintage kind of started to be born over a period of a couple of years. And when I left there in 2008, I actually spent most of 2008 firming up my business plan, sharpening my pencil to what it needed and what it cost. And almost pulled the trigger on something really small, a little lounge 
and uh, in a different market with no bar and just a little store, a little cigar lounge I can run by myself. And, you know, Dan and I collaborated notes and he's like, you know, think bigger. I want to be in Charlotte. And at the end of the day, we, we started to look at real estate and then I had found this incredible building and he bought it and the dream started to come to reality. And we were full steam ahead with construction in the beginning of 2020. I got married in February and planned all this out, right? Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And um, COVID in March shut us all down, I guess, and, and brought us back to reality and humbled us to be able to take the time to perfect everything. It's disheartening a little bit, but nevertheless, we moved forward. And um, we were fortunate enough to open in <clears throat> February of 21. At the end of the day... I think we all go through trials and tribulations, which test us and make us stronger for the future and what we are, what we are going to be and what we're going to make. Absolutely. And so I could be fortunate enough to say that I learned a lot from that year, but also I wouldn't have it any other way at this point. I think I learned a lot on 20 in 2018 on the road. I went to about 26 different States and over a hundred different cigar lounges and bars and shops across the country. Some of the best ones that are rated some of the best, top 10 cigar bars in the country. And I learned a lot of things. I learned about, you know, ventilation, what was key. I learned about the environment, the culture, staff, the selection. And that on top of, you know, my, my previous travels with selling cigars for boutiques or our companies um, really helped me kind of hone in on what's important when it comes to building a really premium luxury cigar lounge like no other and, and in a market that had a need for it. And um, and creating something that will last. So Charlotte has about a million people. And we've been, we're here for the, the Queen City Cigar Fest. And we've been to several lounges. And this is the one we keep coming back to. This is the one we want to come back to. What was the vision? I know you said luxury spot. This has the best curated humidor of everyone in the area. The, the spot itself is in a great neighborhood. It's a great building. Like, what was the vision behind the vintage? It started with, I say the concept, the idea, for me was kind of recreating and reestablishing the old way of doing business. Meaning what? A gentleman's word, a handshake. If you can recreate that, for me, in my old career, I did a lot of business smoking cigars and we think of cigars as taboo in some circles, but in some circles it's a celebration and in some circles it's, you know, we use it as a way of doing business. There's a lot of people that come here and work from here and get on their laptop, have a coffee, smoke a cigar. And I did that. And if you can recreate that old way of doing business on a handshake and in the vibe and in the design and the culture, and then pay homage to where, when cigars were became a thing in America, I think, if you look at Old Town Havana and you look at when Cuban cigars became a thing in America outside of whatever was made in America previously in the 20s and 30s, when you get to the 40s and 50s, talking about like this golden time, golden age of, of the, what do you call that, the baby boom, I guess? Yeah, the sort baby boom. Yeah, before sure. before yeah. the Korean War and before the Vietnam War. Yep. And, and before the revolution of Cuba. Paying homage to the when cigars became this glory moment in the 1940s. I mean, and, and to be honest with you, that wasn't just Cuba, but unfortunately, through the Cuban Revolution, families had to be displaced to Nicaragua, Honduras, etc., through different brands, families we all know, um, from 
my father to Oliva to um, Padrone, Padrone, Perdomo. And so they had to start over. And it took 20 years, maybe, to the 90s, really, until the early 2000s when they became a thing again. Yeah. And, um, you know, paying homage to them and recreating what they started in Cuba is kind of what I was thinking. And the vibe, and, 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 and that's why everything in here, I, we use the word a lot to describe cigars, but Cuban-esque. But I would say this is a Havana-esque or Havana-esque, you know, place where you can enjoy a cigar on the patio, the furniture, the design, the decor, all of it, it was, was kind of hatched around that old way of doing business. And so when we were trying to come up with a name, that name vintage kept sticking to me like it's vintage. It's old school way of doing business. It's vintage. And we're not talking about that speakeasy gangster 1920s no, prohibition talking, era. We're no. talking after that. You're talking, we're talking when the stock market came back in the 40s and people were actually manufacturing was in America and people were working and we were making yeah. money and building railroads and doing things to make you know this country what it is. Because it is very high end. It's it's high end furniture. It's luxurious. It's a, it's, a, it's an experience as a, a, any cigar should be. It should be an, a cigar experience. The lounge here, the vintage, is an experience, but it's also approachable. You don't have to come in a in a suit and tie. You don't have to come business casual. You can show up in in shorts. You can show up in jeans and a Hawaiian shirt like I am. It doesn't matter. And you can come. You can work or you can you can socialize. It's a great spot when you're in Charlotte. Like, this is the spot. And, and you talk about doing business. There have been a few cigar lounges that I have visited around the country that have very nice VIP area, but also a conference room. And you guys have a great VIP area and a conference room that you can shut the doors to the conference room and you can do business there while smoking a cigar. A lot of our uh, locker members utilize the space. And I mean, I had two meetings in there today, one this morning and then one at noon for, for some other dealings. And so like, we all utilize space. We all work from there. A lot of our guys, too, like to sit out in the patio. We have this beautiful entry into the building with these garage doors that open up. Um, so just depending on what kind of day it is, you know, it kind of depicts on where you want to sit. But so, you have options. Yeah. We've been here twice, usually at night. It's during the day now. Gorgeous, beautiful day here in Charlotte. But at night, it gets cool but not overly cold, especially when you're from the Midwest like I am. It gets beautiful out. Both garage doors are open, so there's no segregation from inside to outside. Everyone's kind of in, in the same area. I think it's it's fantastic. Let's talk about the whiskey bar because you guys also curate not just the cigar selection, which we'll get back to in it here in a, in a minute, but you also curate the liquor that you have. Talk about that. So I think one of the things that was important to me was Yes, we got to have a great cigar selection. Yes, we got to have a great environment and great ventilation and great decor and furniture. But we also need to have a very unique bar with good craft cocktails. I think you can get a, a good bourbon or a whiskey cocktail anywhere in the city. You can't get it while smoking a cigar. No. But Charlotte used to be a Scotch town. And um, I think somewhere between Scotch town and then the vodka Red Bulls. That changed. And then brown liquor came back really big in America when it comes to bourbon. And we, yes, we have a great bourbon selection and we're still building it. I mean, unfortunately, our state has restrictions and laws and, and, and limitations to what we can and can't get throughout sure. the year. 
and we're trying. We're we're new into this, and we're a little over three months in it now. But scotch is something that I wanted to bring back. Um, one thing that we talk about this good old, you know, the, the back in the day when it was always scotch and cigars, cognac and cigars. So building a collection of, of great scotches and have things that here that no one else has was important. Great cocktails and, and the service and, and then the experience collective. I mean, here, if you, we can, we probably have something for everyone here. We've got gin, we've got craft gins, we have gin cocktails, we have tequila, sipping tequila, tequila cocktails coffee you don't even drink alcohol we have non-alcoholic beverages that we can do for you craft Which, sodas by the way your coffee is fantastic thank you so that's a locally roasted coffee made by enderly and they supply us and um it's a future to eventually make our own blend with the vintage blend with them to kind of pair more with with the, the cigar, cigar that yeah. i blended so i actually remember that if you yeah, i can touch on that so we were tasting all these different coffees and i was at home during covid and i was bored and Literally drank espresso for three days straight and smoked. I had three cigars lit at the same time, and I'm smoke. I'm drinking two, three, four, six, eight shots of coffee, espresso, and I'm tasting this and that. And then, like three or four hours, and it's hot. It's like June. It's freaking hot out in my patio at my house, and I'm sweating. But it was fun. I mean, trying to find the right coffee to partner with, and and then finding the cigars that we can complement with that we can offer as an experience as a package. Let, let's talk about that for a second because you just said it's local coffee. How involved in the community are you? Because the one thing that I've noticed about Charlotte is that it is a lot of community and it seems to be a growing area and a lot of up-and-coming small businesses, a lot of bodegas, a lot of small mom-and-pop shops that are great. How involved are you in community? How important is that for the vintage to be involved, especially because, as you said, cigars are taboo in some circles yeah i would say me as a person i'm becoming more involved now with having you know my own family and my my family has been in this city i was born here i'm a, I'm a rarity in the city as a charlotte native but i grew up here i've seen the city grow i mean last week that building wasn't even there and now it is so like you see the city grow so fast and so quick and as we grow and and, and get older and at the end of the day, like I want to be more involved in the community. I think it kind of starts with what we're doing tomorrow with the Leukemia Lymphoma Society. This was our first time to actually highlight local people that I've known in my family for years, family friends of our of my whole family, um, going up for Man and Woman of the Year. And so tying them into our event tomorrow and, and that nonprofit event of the Leukemia Lymphoma Society, it's a dear cause to me. I know it's a dear cause to Dan as well as a lot of our locker members and uh, in the community. So that was, that was important. Um, using local vendors is important. We, our coffee obviously is locally sourced. Some of our liquors and our well, um, our vodka, salamander vodka comes from great wagon road distilling. We carry a lot of his other whiskey and other products. Wow. I do appreciate and, and, and love the value of having a lot of my cigar reps who live here, come here and hang out and, uh, and we do business with them. Um, as well as even the ones that don't live here, I always tell all of our cigar reps, like you come here, you know, in the city, like feel as the vintage as your home to come work from, you know, as you're traveling from shop to shop and you're going from place to place, you can always, you're more than welcome to always come to vintage. I'll buy you guys a coffee, come and hang out and, and just, you know, that's awesome. Be here for us. That's awesome. You know, we like partnering with the partners that want to partner with us and, and 
having this synergy. I mean, it's crazy because uh, a few weeks ago, I witnessed two of my locker members meeting for the first time who never had met before. One was a locker member before we opened and one joined, you know, a couple of weeks after we opened. And they knew us a lot of the same people and they're both in the same field and they're just comparing notes and talking. They had a great conversation 45 minutes later. Turns out they've done business in the past with each other's family. It was really nice. Oh, wow. like, and I, that's the synergy that I wanted to create and witnessing it firsthand is, is magical. Let's talk about Recluse. It's in the humidor, mm-hmm. locally owned. Mm-hmm. How do you curate those relationships? Because that's really what you do. You're, you're developing them, you're finding them, and you're, you're holding on to them. How do, you, how do you do that? So, I mean, at the end of the day, like, there's hundreds of cigar brands that you can carry, right? Big and small, boutique to, to super boutique to big, big brands. Which, my relationship by the with way, Scott, before, you, before you talk about your relationship with Scott, the humidor reflects that because you do have Everything from boutique to Oliva to like Ashton. You have, Ashton. Luba, yeah, you have a ton of stuff that runs the gambit. Yeah, and I also looked at other area cigar shops and lounges and what they're doing. And if I could fill a void with something, that was important to me. You have filled a void. You, know, you really if have. If I could carry a brand that no one else has for any specific reason, then I want to have that. And if I can get the staff behind it myself and, and then the locker members behind it, then it becomes a brand that I can claim and have. And it, it yeah, it could be it's a boutique brand, but it's it has successes where people get behind the brand and believe in the product. And it has to be a good product in the, the day. But, you know, that's kind of how my relationship with Scott has been curated over the years. I remember the first time I ever talked to him and he invited me over to his house and we smoked a cigar and then we touched, you know, touch touch base years later and then he helped me with um when i was at the jailhouse i carried his product and then he lived you know we spent a lot of time together and then when i told him about this vision that i had years ago and then at the time that i had at the jailhouse in belmont and you know where when i told him this project was taking off he was here when there was just concrete floors and walls and um you know i knew my relationship with him had evolved and we've become closer we spent a lot of time together I mean, we, my wife and him and and his family go to dinner together. We, you know, he's going to be here tomorrow night. Um, we're going to be on the lake. His birthday's on Monday, so we're going to be we're going to have a family dinner. Nice. Um, in fact, you know, I, I dubbed him my uh, my son's godfather when I when my son was born a few weeks ago. Congratulations! So, That's you. phenomenal. I appreciate it. That's phenomenal. So you you have these relationships that you that you cultivated over the years. Where does Nick Cirrus fit in with that? Because Nick is a guy that that talking with Randy, who's who's friends with Nick. Um, he's a guy that is on the cusp, and it always seems like he's always on the cusp of taking off with LH Cigars, which is a fantastic brand. I love everything I've smoked from him. So I've smoked hundreds, probably thousands of different cigars, different brands, manufacturers from all over the world, tobacco from all over the world. I think one of the most fascinating things that I've been able to do with my palate is decipher types of tobacco where it comes from in that region or that country and um, also what notes or flavor profile or, or or traits does it have like for example dominican tobacco dries your mouth out a little more peruvian tobacco has a sweeter aroma it's very cubanesque um, nicaraguan tobacco makes you salivate even more 
um, so far and so, you know, all those different little things. But what I, when I had first met him and I first smoked his cigars, I, I knew he had something special. I just wanted to be a part of it. Yeah. And, it and it obviously helped that he was Greek. And I was fascinated with the fact that there's not a lot of cigars, Greeks, uh, you know, a lot of cigar manufacturers that are Greek in the industry. There's literally like two or three. One's Andres with Kuravari, right? And then you have Nick Sears with Levita Havana cigars. Um, and then there's a guy in Greece. I, the name of the brand, I can't think, but he only sells it in Greece right now. Um, so long story short, I I was very fascinated by his story and we became friends and we, we talked a lot. We spent a lot of time together. I worked with him, he mentored me. And over the years, you know, he's become family. And like, just like my bond with Scott Weeks, I have the same with him. In fact, um, Nick was my cobato, which is what we equivalent of a best man. At my wedding in St. Augustine at the, uh, the Ailes Fotios, which is a Greek Orthodox monastery there in uh, Old Town, St. Augustine. Oh, wow. So, and he helped, you know, facilitate my, my hunt, Cuban honeymoon and everything. So I knew, like, when you meet people, whether you meet them today or to 10 years from ago, there's sometimes, I won't say just the word value, but there's, there's reasons why you meet people. And now you find out, you know, years later, why you meet them and, yeah. and where you go. So at the end of the day, you know, my relationship with Nick is special. Like I, he gives me a lot of shit. We talk a lot back and forth every day. Um, but I love the cigars that he makes. And I, he actually, I, when we talked about making a, a cigar for our place, you know, Dan was like, we got to have a cigar for our own place, the own vintage blend. And I was like, well, I got the best place we can go to it for. And, and this is kind of what I was thinking, you know, and I told Nick, I was like, you know, we, we want to make our own cigar for us and we want it to be like this, this profile, these tobaccos, what can you do? And we took a few different renditions and I had blend with him before for other things. And at the end of the day, like the vintage signature blend was born after a couple of renditions and some samples we tried and the size and everything. And it became exactly what we wanted. And it's become a really popular cigar. I would say after a few other brands, that might be the top five cigars selling in the humidor right now. I'll tell you this. I travel all over and there are some places that have a house blend and a lot of them just pick it out of a catalog from Oliva or whoever. And they're okay. And there's only a couple of places where I would want to actually buy more than one of the house blend. This is one of them. Well, thank you. This is th that blend is fantastic. It is smooth. It is pairs well well with coffee. It would pair well with a, a scotch or a bourbon. I think it would pair well with almost anything. So I made it actually. People ask me all the time like, if you could smoke one cigar for the rest of your life, what would it be? And I always say a couple different things. But truthfully told, like I made that to be a cigar that I could smoke every single day and never get tired of it, whether it was morning or evening after dinner or before with a coffee with water and um and my favorite scotch is balvini so like to me it was balvini 12 it's actually on our menu on our pairing menu um the levita havana colorado with with uh, balvini 12 but if you want just a little more than a medium body like that has an ecuador havana wrapper then i always do the vintage blend with the balvini i know you you've got to go here soon but before before you do, I know you were a distributor for uh, LH 
and you you said you had a background growing up in hospitality and restaurant. What are the lessons that you learned from those two backgrounds that you have, those two professions that you brought to the vintage, that you learned as you were like, this is going to help me make the vintage what I want it to be? The first thing I ever, I could say that I've always learned and come back to is patience. I could tell you that if, if it was possible that I could have done this when I was 23, it wouldn't have been like this. So waiting out my dream and finding the right pieces of the puzzle to put together and making it all happen, that was patience. And every other business and anything else I've ever done, patience was key. And I, I used to be young and, you know, I guess you say you're full of piss and vinegar and you're like, I want to do it, I want to do it now. And you can't. And it's just like when you make cigars, you can't rush that. I mean, fermentation is key, time is key, age is key. So patience was the most important and most valuable piece that I've learned through all of this. Your patience has paid off. This place is fantastic. If there is one thing you want people who live in and around Charlotte to know about the vintage, what would it be? I would say the the one thing is that we kind of specialize in the experience. It's more than just come here, smoke a cigar, buy a drink. It's come here, smoke a cigar, buy a drink. And we use the phrase cut, light, connect. And you wit- if you come here, you witness that through people that are working from here, people that network through here, locker members who knew each other, who've now met again and starting business together. And that is, I mean, obviously look at us now, right? You came here randomly just because you found us and now we're here and I'm on your podcast three days later. So that's what we curated here and what we built is how to cut a cigar, you light it, and then you find a way and you connect through, through the coffee, through the cigars, through the time. Yeah. Because the cigar business is a people business. First and foremost, it's a people business. It's about getting to know people. It's about making those connections. And that cut light connect that you talk about, that's actually on the band of your house blend. Yes. I love that. I think that's a great way to look at it. A lot of people, and, and, you know, I think at this point, if you're a cigar smoker, you know it's all made by hand, right? But people still put it on the band. Yeah. Echo a mano, and some people say echo a mano. But everybody knows it's a handmade product. So we didn't want to put that on the on the band. What can we put on the band besides our logo? And it was, let's put our catchphrase, cut, light, connect. I love that. I, I love that. I think that's great. What about people who come in from out of town? What do you want them to know? Because this is, I'm going to be honest here. We've been to almost every other lounge in the area. This is the place that we gravitate back towards. We're going to come tomorrow for the event. Very nice. Uh, we're, Thank you. We're going to be here probably for a while today, I would imagine. What do you want people from out of town to know about this spot? Like what sets you apart from everyone else? So we have a really good cigar collection. I mean, we don't have the biggest cigar collection. We have a variety and we have something for everybody. Sizes. Um, Some of the things that people talk about uh, Lanceros. Lanceros are the connoisseur's cigar, right? Right. It's a cigar that connoisseurs smoke only. And if you understand Lanceros and the complexity on how hard it is to be made, it's important to try one. And if you appreciate cigars, definitely try that. And we have a, a pretty good selection of Lanceros, and I'm still building that. You know, three months in, there's a lot of growth. Um, you can always say, I mean, we always wish we had a bigger humidor, but that's everybody, right? That's everybody. Space is valuable. I wish I had day, a we, larger we, humidor at home. We have, we have a great collection of uh, spirits and drinks as well as cigars. But the culture, the environment, it's very welcoming. 
um, our staff, our training, all of it. And then ventilation was very key. I mean, we spent a lot of money on ventilation. It was important and just wanted to make you feel like that this isn't a stuffy cigar lounge or a, a go to a boys club or anything like that. It was more than that. And there was value in the experience here. And yes, we are a private club. Um, you know, there's an annual membership at one tier and then um, you could do that or the day pass with the day pass allows you to have access to the public lounge and the uh, patio for the day. Um, the annual membership is a one-time fee for the year and you get, you know, a goodie bag, welcome bag with, you know, a cutter, a lighter and two sticks and some day passes for, for your guests and, and, and clients or whatever. So there's added value in becoming a member. And I, I can't, I can't stress, like, I know for a fact, cause I've seen it. I'd say 99% of the people that have bought a day pass that have come back a second time or later that night converted their day pass to an annual pass. That's fantastic. And it's all about, I'll, I'll be honest, your staff is fantastic. They are phenomenal. They're friendly. They're knowledgeable. They know what they're talking about and they make sure that you're taken care of when you walk in. We, that's why we came back. I mean, it, the vibe of this place is exactly what I look for when I uh, look for a cigar lounge. It's what Randy looks for. And you guys have done a fantastic job. Thank you very much. So when you're in the Charlotte area, make sure you come to the Vintage uh, uh, Whiskey and Cigar Bar, 215 East Worthington Avenue, Charlotte. It's a fantastic neighborhood, great spot. They got something for everybody. The It's probably the most well-curated humidor that I've seen so far in the Charlotte area. And the bar is fantastic. The staff's great. Yanni, thank you so much thank for taking the much. time. I, I appreciate, appreciate it. very much for being on here. Join me next time where I don't know what I'll be talking about, but I promise it'll be Simply Stogies. Stay smoky, friends. Thank you for listening to Simply Stogies. Please rate and review Simply Stogies on iTunes. You can follow James on his cigar journey on Instagram at Simply Stogies Podcast, all one word, and on Twitter at the Twitter handle at Simply Stogies. <laughs>